All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Thursday, January the 20th, 2022, and oh my gosh, we have a lot to jump into. I'm not trying to uh, get anyone overly excited for no reason, but I mean, when you see what we'll be covering here, it'll make you think in a handful of different directions, in my humble opinion. So first and foremost, let's jump right into it. In Germany, uh, the Berlin uh, public prosecutor inve is investigating Vice Chancellor Habeck, Foreign Minister Baerbock, and all members of the Green Party's Federal Executive Committee on suspicion of embezzlement. These officials are accused of embezzlement in connection with Corona bonus payments in 2020, Spiegel reports. These bonuses were actually intended only for Corona heroes, such as caregivers and not for politicians. Seems like they pocketed it themselves. Let's see what happens with respect to the conclusion of this investigation. So we'll be following up with that. Doesn't surprise me, of course, embezzlement, one of the I mean, it's a time-old thing, whatever you want to call it, cheating, embezzlement, laundering, whatever it is, corruption, lobbying, it's nothing new. The next thing is that deported Serbian tennis star Novak Djokovic has bought an 80% stake in Danish biotech company uh, Quant BioRes, uh, aiming to develop an alternative COVID treatment. Again, he was recently pushed out of Australia, from my understanding, with respects to the Tennis Australian Open, which is considered around the world for tennis players. Anyone who knows about tennis, which I don't avidly, to be honest with you, but anyone who even remotely has an idea about it knows the Australian Open is a big thing. So again, I could see this is a chess game in his view, and I understand that. You know, he, he's being pushed out. He's like, okay, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to invest the money that I do have, which I imagine are in the millions of dollars, into this particular company here that, again, aims to, let me see here, develop an alternative COVID treatment. So clearly, Mr. Djokovic is um, not just resting on his laurels. He's actually following through with respects to taking action of some type of alternative treatment. The next thing is that Bill Gates advocates for aggressive policies and carbon taxes to drive demand for, quote, clean products at Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. The reason I say that's a whole boatload of nonsense is not because it's just Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab mentioned in this title here. Let's give them the benefit of the Dell, but because look, look at what we look at what we uh, cover on the other series and uh, episodes and content uh, angles of our show. They have the tech to resolve these issues. We know they do. And even if they don't, we know they're secretly working on it. But even then, let's be real. Like, honestly, I'm not trying to push my perspective onto anybody, but the, and then they come out and say these things. Oh, we have to do this. We have to do that. I get it. It's not as black and white as let's bring all the tech out. But at the same time, it may be complicated and not as black and white because of people like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. So, again, decide for yourself, folks. I genuinely mean that. The next thing is that German Interior Minister Nancy Faeser of the Social Democratic Party has accused Google and Apple of inciting, quote, right-wing extremism and conspiracy theories, end quote, because they offer Telegram in their app stores. Again, I don't know what the discrepancy is with respects to the German government specifically having an issue with Telegram. Could it be that there's a lot of people on Telegram in their country that are not following a certain narrative that the German government wants them to follow? I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I'll be honest with you, right? I believe there was someone in the comments a couple days ago on YouTube in uh, with respects to Kraken because we covered that as well Germany and Telegram so the government of Germany and uh, Telegram going at it and I think someone gave an explanation so I'd like to thank you if if, um, if that was the case anyways the next thing is that Russia said to NATO and the United States that quote the countdown begins they've basically uh, Russia's basically basically given um, the United States an ultimatum now this is why I said wow 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 at the beginning of uh, today's Kraken because we'll see here 
Again, a lot of moves are being made against the United States, not just from Russia. So if we see, for example, uh, speaking of which, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has ordered uh, Politburo to reconsider relations with the U.S. and vows preparations for, quote, long-term confrontation, end quote. For those who don't know what Politburo is, I did a quick search before recording this, and apparently it has to do with a, um, a, a governing body within an authoritarian state, uh, from my understanding. But actually, you know what? I just want to make sure that we have that correct. Correct. So let me just search it up real quick. Politburo definition. This seems to be the chief political and executive committee of a communist party. The governing council of the communist party of the Soviet Union and other Leninist political systems. Uh, okay, it is a senior policy-making body in a political organization, generally consisting of members who are appointed by the party in control of the organization or who attain membership through their personal political affiliations. Okay, so that's what the Politburo is for those that don't know. Uh, glad to know that I clarified that for myself as well. The next thing leading up to all of this is Biden on Russia. So if anyone saw the press conference that Biden held on Ukraine and Russia yesterday, my God, I mean... Uh, I, I really mean this when I say this. I think, folks, some of you right now and some of your kids could do a better job than what Biden did at that press conference. Yes, And I genuinely mean that because Biden said on Russia, and I quote, if they invade, they're going to pay. Their banks will not be able to deal with dollars. Okay, fine. People laughed at that statement or whatever, right? But speaking of which, to follow up on that, Biden on Russia invading Ukraine, he says, quote, it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion, end quote. Holy crap. Biden then went on to acknowledge that NATO is divided on the response after saying that Putin seeks to divide NATO. And then shortly after this press conference, the White House had to send out a, put out a statement clarifying Biden's remarks concerning Ukraine and Russia. Holy Christ, forget Biden may be giving up the whole strategy of what NATO was thinking internally in terms of, okay, if Russia just sort of goes over the border of U into Ukraine in a small incursion, we won't respond as aggressively as if there was some mass invasion of Ukraine. You now have European leaders going on their social media. You have the president of Ukraine himself saying, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to tolerate Russia even crossing the border just once. You had a lot of conservative political commentators like Ben Shapiro saying, as a joke, but also seriously, Biden basically just said in that press conference, he'll let Putin just, uh, um, uh, he'll let Putin just take the tip. Again, that sort of, you know, sexual innuendo reference, so to speak, if I'm not, if I uh, paraphrase that correctly, but uh, Jesus Christ, he gave away the strategy. I mean, assuming that's the strategy, but even then, holy cow, now we can argue, oh my God, maybe he said this on purpose, but I doubt that. I mean, let's be honest, folks, look at the gaffes. It's, it's so bad that the trusted news initiative which is ran basically by routers and a few others via Twitter, That doc the same one that Dr. Malone talked about with Rogan. The Telegraph had to submit an article to the Trusted News Initiative, which is on Twitter's news homepage, saying Biden's gaffe may have given up their strategy. So I don't know. Could it be, again, the intelligence agencies taking advantage of Biden's gaffe to pull a double psyop on the Russians? We have to consider all of it. I'm being honest. But I mean, I, I like... Holy crap. Biden went on to say, for example, and I quote, I'm not Bernie Sanders. I'm not a socialist. He said this at the same press conference yesterday, which is also a bit of a conflictual statement because, again, he never. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. There's much more pressing issues. Point is, Biden doesn't know what the hell's going on. So to follow up on this, the Russian central bank is set to prohibit all cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin in the country, including transactions, mining and circulation.
In a statement issued on Thursday, the central bank said that the statu- uh, ex- uh, excuse me, and I quote, the statues of the Russian ruble, which is not a reserve currency, does not allow Russia to take a soft approach or ignore the growing risks, end quote, from cryptocurrencies. Um, cryptocurrencies have several characteristics of a pyramid scheme, the Russian central bank statement also uh, said as well. I understand that. And again, there's a lot of people that said maybe it was Putin himself that sort of orchestrated the idea or his intelligence teams orchestrated the idea of crypto and put it out into the world. And therefore, this is a way of creating the problem or creating a new currency, then taking advantage of that creation, sort of like how the U.S. creates the problem, then the solution. So again, it's I, I don't know what to say at this point. I don't know what to think with respects to that. And I don't want to push my personal views that I don't even know are solidified on my end onto you folks, so please decide for yourself. Speaking of which, Ukraine's President Zelensky tweeted out on minor incursions, like, no, this is not happening. There's no way that we're going to allow this. Even, like, apparently, uh, it's so bad that on CNN's Jake Tapper, I caught a little clip of that, CNN's correspondents in Ukraine are apparently, to me personally at least, looking like they're shitting their pants because of what Biden said, because the reporters are there themselves. What if Putin goes in? And, 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 you know, what's going to happen to the reporters if he even goes over just the edge? So, again, they're, they're, and according to the reporters there, they said it on Jake Tapper, one of the most arguably establishment-serving hosts there is in the mainstream media. The reporter said, Jake, the, 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 every, all these Ukrainian politicians, whether it's in different parts of the country or in the capital of Ukraine in Kiev, are shocked, are freaking out of what Biden said. Well, if it's just a small incursion, it's fine. What? I don't don't I don't mean to misquote. He didn't say it's fine. He just said it's one thing if it's a, if it's a minor incursion. But you know, he was leading up to saying that. So again, take that as you will. The next thing is that we will see here in the British Medical Journal, one of the world's oldest general medical journals, calls for the full and immediate release of all data related to uh, COVID vaccines and treatments, the BMJ, the British Medical Journal, is a weekly peer-reviewed medical trade journal published by the trade union, the British Medical Association. The BMJ has editorial freedom from the BMA, from the British Medical Association. It seems, to, again, I'm not trying to lean you folks in one direction or the other, but if we're going to make the connections on the surface at least, it's consistent with what Dr. Malone said and with respects to, again, the, you know, the, the professors that uh, came together from, I believe it was Oxford, Stanford, and I think Yale, if I'm not mistaken, that came together with respects to the Great Barrington Declaration about how they were concerned about lockdowns. How, again, are those professors fringe professors, quote, so to speak, if they're from Oxford Stanford, and I believe it was either Yale or Harvard in that last one there. Please forgive me if I didn't accurately depict that final professor's uh, origination. But anyways, uh, the next thing is that up to 60% of all COVID patients in London's hospitals are not primarily being treated for the virus. Uh, Only 1,200 of London's nearly 3,000 COVID patients were primarily being treated for the virus, which was, uh, if we put it in a percentage, 40.7%, according to official statistics released today. This is according to to the Daily Mail. So again, I speak to YouTube for those that, you know, if they're going to ban me or anything like this, I mean, look, it's from the Daily Mail. They're considered mainstream media, a mainstream media website per se, technically speaking, right? So again, at that point, to what extent do we do we say this is misinformation? I, again, it gets into that whole debate as in, holy crap, we're being lied to from almost every angle, really. 
The next thing is that the Doomsday Clock is set once again at 100 seconds to midnight. The bullet, uh, the bulletin of the atomic scientists have announced. For those that are not familiar with this, uh, there is a uh, board of basically scientists that fear a nuclear um, war approaching. And this is nothing new from my understanding, and they've essentially established a Doomsday Clock, so to speak. When the hand gets to midnight, I believe that is when the scientists believe that we are... I think days if not hours away from nuclear war obviously the clock is to scale it's all relative obviously um I don't know exactly off the top of my head what the 100 seconds to midnight specifically represents, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know and, and preach some nonsense to you guys. Um, but yeah, again, I, I'm sure that's not a good thing. Uh, you know, 100 seconds to midnight, that's real close. Um, the next thing is that, uh, by the way, the only reason why I'm giggling about that is because if, I'm not gonna, if I don't giggle, I'm going to cry. So <laughs> um, The next thing is that German producer price inflation has jumped 24.2% in December, year over year, the highest increase increase in the history of the index since World War II. I truly, I'm not an economist, um, and I truly believe that it is up to each and every one of you to decide for yourselves what you think of statements like that. I really do. Not just because I'm not an economist or a statistician, I don't deal with statistics all the time, but the more I, I do research, folks, the more I realize more and more. I know it's easier, um, it's always been easier said than done. But I notice more and more, everyone interprets data differently. We can interpret the numbers, we can always manipulate and play with the numbers, and if what's been going on in the past couple years with respects to the beep boop hasn't shown that, then I don't know what will. So, which is why when I, when I report these numbers, it's just so we can stay up to date, but again, we can fudge those numbers in so many different ways, I'm certain. So, it depends, that's why I leave it up to you folks, to interpret as you see fit. The next thing is that Russia's Sputnik V shows higher Omicron antibody levels than Pfizer's mRNA vaccine in preliminary studies, according to Reuters, which is ironic considering, you know, Reuters. And again, I know they got a, a appear to play down the middle an unbiased view on the surface level of things. But, you know, seeing how Reuters is so tightly ingrained within Western establishment, I'm surprised that this is even being put out there. But maybe it's because the data is truly undeniable, so they have no choice. Um, the next thing is that Austria's National Council has passed its mandatory vaccination law by 137 to 33. 137 in favor, 33 uh, not in favor. Again, assuming the people voted in the right politicians to make such decisions, but even then, there's that big disconnect. Um, again, I'm, I have to be consistent. If this is what the people want, it, so be it. But I, we got to make sure that's what the people want, right? Especially when you make a decision so um, uh, solidified as this. The next thing, speaking of which, is that France's vaccine passport will come into force on Monday, announced Prime Minister Jean Castier. I hope I said his name right. Uh, unvaccinated will uh, are to be banned from most public venues. Again. The, I, I got to say, I feel like I can chime in on this just because I've seen firsthand the footage on the ground of the, the, the vast amounts of people protesting. This is insane. Uh, Macron seems to be not letting up. And we'll follow up on this very closely, very strongly and very avidly, folks, because I don't know what's going to happen from there. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I, I hate to even consider it, but it's possible violent outbreaks will start and then they may have to reverse this. I don't know. Um, or people may go along with it, but I doubt that. Uh, the next thing is that newly declassified videos show for the first time the botched U.S. drone strike in Kabul that killed 10 Afghan citizens, despite repeated misinformation being... Sh oh, excuse me. Uh, my apologies. That was... Uh, that's the next point. Um, yeah. And the New York Times reported it. This doesn't look good on the Pentagon, the DOD, the Biden administration, and this is just the stuff we know about.
Wait until we start finding out about the stuff. Yeah. I think you folks know where I'm going to go with that, so we'll leave that there. Absolutely terrible. Again, the only people that suffer are the innocent ones, regardless of the country, regardless of the religion, regardless of the culture. Let's look at this human on human, folks, right? Um, the next thing is that despite repeated misinformation being shared online about the Great Reset, this sustainability plan proposed by the World Economic Forum is not a secret plot to end private property or create a totalitarian state. This was on the front page of Twitter's Trusted News Initiative news site, essentially being pushed out by Reuters, if I'm not mistaken, as well, again, uh, which we would expect. It's gotten to the point where even the average person is questioning, hold on, is this Great Reset Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum really some type of conspiracy? And they have to come out and fully say it because, again... We have people like Joe Rogan, Eric Weinstein, think of them what you will as controlled opposition or not, questioning all of this. We have to also argue that is it possible that this front page uh, expose on Twitter is sort of a reverse psychology, if you will. Again, throwing it right in our faces. You got a lot of people replying to these tweets on Twitter saying, no, it is. It is a plan by the WEF to end private property and create a totalitarian state. It is just because you look at what's happening around the world. So... Now, of course, you can't directly link them to that. They'll say, what are you talking about? We have nothing to do with the supply chain issues, yada, yada, until you realize that the, you know, people like Klaus Schwab, Bill and Melinda Gates, you know, people like the Jeff Bezoses of the world, uh, the Leon Blacks, it's all, it all comes down to the same controlling bodies. Yes, they are different factions, in my humble opinion, but they still control way more than what they should, way more than what they should. So uh, the next thing is that a U.S. Senate panel has approved a bipartisan bill that would make it illegal for big tech to favor their products over competitors according to the Wall Street Journal. I imagine, for example, this would be the case with Amazon trying to just make their own rip-off versions of batteries, diapers, all these different things to undercut the competition. So they're making money in both ways. Again, I, I, can, I am a, a big capitalistic person, and I do believe there, a conversation and a debate, a very strong one needs to be had as to where you draw the line between market manipulation and control and free market capitalism. So I don't know where I stand right um, on this simply because I don't know myself where I stand in mediating capitalism versus regulatory um, uh, regulatory implementation regulations, right? So I'm going to leave that there for now simply because if I don't have an opinion, I don't want to just make one up for the sake of saying, oh, I got one. Um, the next thing is that uh, Sudanese judges and the United States have denounced a crackdown on anti-coup protesters. Thousands resume anti-coup protests in Sudan as U.S. diplomats try to bolster the United Nations efforts to cajole the military in restoring the transition to full civilian rule. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, this is an intelligence op. I'm going to be straight with you guys. I'm not even going to go into extrapolate because we don't even know. Again, it's one, it's hard to tell. There's too many moving parts, in my opinion, to even make a, we can make a speculation. And even if we're semi-accurate by the next hour, things could change. So we got to keep that in mind, right? The next thing is that Israeli police chief has ordered a probe into the NSO spyware claims, but the police commissioner says that an internal investigation of police force using the NSO spyware did not yield cases of unlawful surveillance. Well, again, get the Israeli police to say that there's nothing wrong with what the Israeli police were doing. I, it's, you know, it's like if I, you know, if I murdered someone and said, you know, I went into court to defend myself and said I didn't murder the person, I found no evidence that I did it, then the judge goes, okay, you're free to go. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing context here, but that's what I see when I look at this face value.
right? It's like when Dr. Fauci said in Congress, no, it was not a gain of function. It was because, you know, people approved up and down the chain have, ju- have shown that it wasn't. Yeah, people approved up and down the chain by you, Fauci. So again, context based. Yeah. So take that as you will. The next thing is that Turkey Central Bank has hit pause and has left interest rates unchanged. Turkey Central Bank has voted to hit pause on an easing cycle that started in September and saw the lira crash. Um, Again, I imagine this is strategy. Erdogan, I'm not trying to put faith in him, but I imagine he knows what he has to do. He knows, I think he has, whether he's right or wrong internally, he knows he's being attacked externally, whether it's through intelligence operations or otherwise. I, something's happening in Turkey on an intelligence level that's big that is not being reported on the surface even remotely, in my humble opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I see going on there. This uh, And Turkey, uh, Turkey Central Bank hitting pause on leaving interest rates unchanged is, of course, a response to that sort of tit-for-tat chess game, in my opinion. Uh, the next thing is that President Biden is mulling redesignating Houthis as a terrorist group. U.S. President Joe Biden is considering putting the Houthis back on the U.S. list of foreign terrorist groups one year after revoking the designation. Sure, because Houthis bombed the UAE, right, um, uh, certain parts of the UAE that, again, we have to understand, you know, the, the connections with respects to oil and all this stuff there. And, you know, again, Biden probably just got out of bed from his nap very quickly to sign off on it or mull it over and then went back to sleep. And I'm honestly not trying to be a joker like everybody else. But guys, I mean, look at his conference yesterday. How the hell can we expect him to make these decisions with respects to designating Houthis as a terrorist group? It's his team doing it. It's his team. Um, so when I see this, guys, if I'm being completely honest with you, I mean, he's he's just catering to the oil guys, essentially, in my opinion, assuming I'm, I'm not missing context here. Just my opinion. But, um, how, you know, how convenient that he's considering doing this. I thought that the UAE were not particularly our friends, per se, but, you know. Um, the next thing, and by the way, when I say the UAE, I'm not speaking of the people, I'm speaking of the regimes. I know a handful of people from the UAE, and I really mean it, some of the nicest people I've ever met, some of the most, uh, 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 smiling people, really, just the people that I know from the UAE, they tend to smile a lot, it's just, you know, great energy about them. Uh, the next thing is that, uh, dozens killed at a religious event near Monrovia in uh, Liberia Stampede, uh, Stampede. Police say that at least 29 people were killed in the disaster in a, a suburb of the Liberian capital, but there are fears that the toll could rise. Again, I don't know if there was an intelligence operation here where there direct energy weapons used, if that was the case. The problem is, is that we can we won't find out. We probably will never know. So I don't know what to make of this with respects to making and formulating an opinion. We don't have context in my opinion. So the next thing is that Africa's CDC chief calls for COVID vaccines with longer shelf life. Yeah, no duh. Um, John Neca, um, Kengasong, hopefully I pronounce his name correctly, says most of the millions of expired doses in Africa were donated by individual individual countries or via COVAX and arrived with, quote, very short notice, end quote. Of course, because not that much money could be made there because at the same time, the people there were already taking a couple things starting with an H and with an I for previous issues prior to this whole pandemic. And for those that may not know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to when Malone brought this up on Rogan. I just don't want to say it because of YouTube, these guys. I don't want to get snap, um, nabbed again just before the weekend. But but I think you folks know what I mean in that regard. So on, obviously, no wonder Africa is not a key interest um, of these corporations in Europe and the West, right? Uh, and 
and Australia, New Zealand, the whole thing there. The next thing is that the DR Congo convicts have been sentenced to 15 years over jail rapes. 56 women were repeatedly raped during a three-day mutiny at Kasapa Jail in Lubambashi in September 2020. Yeah, again, just like with everything else, I see this as human on human. If you, Whether you're in jail, whether you're not in jail, that is absolutely disgusting. Depraved, absolutely atrocious. Um, again... The laws of the DR Congo have spoken, presuming these were the individuals that did the raping and all that. Again, trying to play it down the middle, not trying to defend the women nor the, the men that did the raping. Just trying to do this from a, you know, right down the middle stance. Presuming this is exactly how it went down. I don't see personally, not trying to take an emotional response, but I don't see anything wrong with, you know, again, having to deal with the consequences of your actions. That is absolutely disgusting in my opinion, presuming this is reported accurately. Right. So uh, the next thing is that, let's see here, in Pakistan, a deadly bomb blast has targeted Lahore's shopping district. At least two people have been reported to have been killed so far and 26 injured in the incident. Lots of bombs going off in Pakistan. I'm starting to think there's some very covert intelligence operation occurring, even if even more so covert for the intelligence community. This is interesting. And I don't mean to jump to intelligence operations immediately all the time, but I mean, something doesn't sit right here. And I'm not trying to just make vague statements regarding this, but I mean, take a look at Pakistan's history in the past couple months. It's like something, it's like a body of something is trying to go for some, for someone. I, I don't know. That's just my take. Um, the next thing is that Barbados's prime minister has hailed the governing party's landslide election in its victory. Mia Motley's Labour Party won all 30 legislative seats in Barbados's first vote as a republic. Preliminary results show, again, presuming this was done appropriately relative to the rules made for Barbados, fantastic. I mean, this is great, um, presuming that, again, you know, uh, the, the people put into power that are about to uh, come into power don't muck things up. I know humans are not perfect, but what I mean by muck things up is come in with a negative intention to screw over the average everyday person within Barbados overall, right? So, I mean, great to hear. Let's look at this glass half full because why not? At least for now. Um, the next thing is that in Brazil, police are launching a major operation in the impoverished Rio Favela. More than a thousand heavily armed police have are, have occupied Rio de, um, de Janeiro's uh, Jaca Recino neighborhood. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. Please forgive me if I did. Were a... Um, a raid in May killed dozens. I wonder if this is cartel related. I don't know if they're saying what this major operation is for. Uh, again, speculation. So I'm just going to leave that there. But I will say these guys don't mess around in my humble perspective. Um, I know some people that you know uh, have lived in Brazil for a handful of years. And they told me, they go, Dave, when, when they come in, especially into the favela, they don't, you know, when the police come in with those tanks and stuff, they don't mess around. They bring in tanks, you know. Um, so again, um, take... Take that as you will. The next thing is that ex-Pope Benedict has been accused of inaction in sexual abuse cases. Long-awaited report says that Joseph Ratzinger failed to act on instances of alleged misconduct while Archbishop of Munich uh, and Freising. Um, yep, doesn't surprise me. I mean, you could just look at his face and know the guy's, in my humble perspective, again, I don't want to push my opinion onto you, but that ex-Pope, holy crap, if that guy's not the face of the total opposite of what the Vatican's supposed to be, then I don't know what is. So, um, and that's a whole other thing too, the Vatican in and of itself, right, relative to the individual of the Pope. But anyways, the next thing is that North Korea may resume nuclear long-range missile tests, according to its state media. Yang Yang has blamed U.S., quote, hostility, uh, Quote, as experts warn of return to a vicious cycle of provocation and sanctions. Uh, 
it's a chess game. The only ones that are going to suffer are the animals that suffer from these bombs being dropped into the ocean. The people like you and I that may experience some type of residual effect in some way, or maybe not, but there may be... They, again, we don't know if our governments will use this sort of, you know, thing with Ukraine and North Korea to justify something just to profit more. When really they just made up the crisis themselves. I'm not saying the crisis itself of North Korea and Ukraine, but using those crises to create what I would call sub-crises. Right? So, again, reflexive control theory, or Noam Chomsky's manufacturing consent, for those that have not heard of it, either of those two. Uh, the final thing is that most cases of a mysterious illness striking U.S. officials dubbed Havana Syndrome were not caused by a foreign power, CIA officials say. Since 2016, U.S. diplomats around the world have reported symptoms, sparking suggestions that Russia, China, or another adversary could be responsible. But a majority of a thousand cases looked at by the CIA can be explained by stress or natural causes, officials say. Bullshit. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion, folks. Bullcrap. Uh, I don't, I don't, no. I, I, this is just me going off of pure emotion, my gut, nothing statistic or factual. I'm just going to be very clear right there. This is just me pretending like I'm sitting in a room with you right now shooting the shit, and we just read this report together. I'm calling BS, but that's just me. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, for those on YouTube, I just wanted to point out before we wrap up today's Kraken on the right-hand side. In 1996, a Utah family fled their ranch in terror after seeing a wolf-like humanoid on their property with glowing red eyes and an apparent immunity to bullets. The creature they spotted may have been the mythical skinwalker. Again, you see that face right there, folks, for those on YouTube here? who've, made, who've uh, decided to stick around to the end. I don't know, pretty neat. It would seem to imply, again, the science that, you know, I know this is a Kraken episode, so I won't go too far down the rabbit hole, but the science that these beings are getting closer and closer to our density because of things like, you know, uh, us dropping nuclear bombs and many other apparatuses that are taking place. Anyways, with that being said, that's it for today, folks. I would like to thank you all so, so very much for um, for, for uh, tuning in to listen, whether it's on video or audio, and we will catch you all very, very soon. Cheers.